This is the message from Connection Community Church for Sunday, July 29th, 2018. What mission are you on? Presented by youth from Connection Community Church who went on the recent mission trip to Steubenville, Ohio. Good morning. Moo. My name is Zach Ziff. I'm a rising senior at MOT Charter. I'm Hannah Pickering, and I'm a senior at Tome. My name is Mitchell Wiseman, and I'm a rising senior at Appaquinamick High School. Today we have the privilege of sharing the message with you this morning, and we're going to be reflecting on the recent trip to Steubenville, Ohio. Would you please join with me in prayer? Dear Lord, thank you for this beautiful day. And please be with us as we share this message this morning. And in your holy name we pray, amen. We all had an amazing week this year's trip. Uh, The theme was Onward, and it focused on being able to take what we learned through the experiences of this week and being able to apply them to our everyday life. And while we can all agree that this trip was a great opportunity, it was awe-inspiring and uh, almost uh, humbling in how we were able to help people and see these direct impacts, serving God is just as much about this type of service as it is service in our everyday lives. And so that's what the scripture was about. The scripture of the week, which we focused on, was Philippians uh, 1.6, and that reads, And I am sure that God, who began the good work within you, will continue his work until it is finally finished on that day when Christ Jesus comes back again. It's really incredible to think that the God of the universe is working within each of us every day, and that we have the opportunity to be able to recognize this and to be able to work and partner with God in serving others. To direct our morning devotion, time, and evening worship, each day of service had a theme focused on helping us recognize how God was working in our lives that week and how God was going to use the experiences back here at home. The first day, we focused on perspectives. When we see people through the lens of God's love and mercy, our perspectives change. When we, chal- we were challenged to consider whose eyes we use when viewing others. Even more, we saw how Jesus' perspective was able to affect how people around him viewed others as well. When we step out in faith and choose to see others through the lens of God's love, we can become influencers who inspire others to do the same. While on the mission trip, I was part of a group called Hot Metal which was a combination of kids from Michigan and Delaware. One of our first projects together was to go to a lady named Michelle's house. When we arrived at the house, it looked like it was in pretty good condition because it really was. Even all the other houses in the neighborhood seemed to be in great condition. We were asked to paint the foundation of the house, the garage door, the steps to the cellar, and the rail of the front porch. I was really confused seeing as last mission trip, you could tell the houses needed help but this one didn't need it at all. What we found out from Michelle was that it was her 98-year-old father's house, which he had built 50 years earlier and had lived in ever since. But at the time, he was in the hospital and was to come home in a couple of days. 
We were able to accomplish all of these tasks in a short amount of time while accomplishing more projects at Michelle's house and around the town. Knowing that we were going to help her father and to bring him a smile on his face when he came home was humbling. Through all of this, God was able to show me that just because people or things like the house don't look like they need help doesn't always exactly mean that and that sometimes they just need love and care from others to help them. I was not the only one who considered new perspectives and visions this week. Let's hear from a few other students about their mission. God has invited me to have um, a different perspective at home is to not be as judgmental. Because when we went down to the trip, some of the um, people that um, was in need of help, they looked like they were financially stable and all. But when we like talked to them, we knew what was going on with them and why they needed help and all. But at that time, I was judgmental until I knew what was going on. So now I can take that home and be like, not as judgmental of people and like not look at them as if they um, maybe rich or whatever. At the beginning of the trip, I didn't feel about doing the small things. I didn't think they had as large as an impact. And during the trip, I learned that the small things count. Just a little smile to the person you're helping or talking to them, it really makes a large impact. During the middle of the week, I sprained my foot bad enough that I couldn't walk on it. So you had people that you didn't know that were carrying me on the back to get to devotions, to get me a glass of water, to get me to the shower. And that made a huge impact on me. And so out in my community, I'm going to be happy to do the small things in life because I know they leave the biggest impact on them. Having new perspectives coming back home from the mission trip, I feel like going there to Ohio, you see a lot of poverty there, and not a lot of people are wealthy there as we are here, like, fortunate. And I feel like you can't judge somebody because when you look at somebody, they maybe could have been, like, gone through a divorce or something very terrible, and you can't judge them on what they've been through. Like, even by looks, like, how they look, they could dress really wealthy, but then at home they could have, like, no air conditioning or fridge or something so you have to like keep in mind that whenever you see somebody you have to keep in mind that you can't judge them until you fully get to know them because then that's just like a bring down for them. We had the opportunity to go out with uh, a lady that they dubbed Mother Teresa whose whole task and whole job that she's created for herself is to clean up what they call the hilltop and so basically the way that Steubenville is set up um, you have the lower portion of the city and then you have this, this steep incline and you can almost like see a literal hilltop and so the idea here is she found that lower Steubenville gets kind of uh, gunked up with trash and garbage uh, and it all comes from the hilltop so her job is to clean the hilltop at the top so that none of the garbage goes down below and I thought it was amazing uh, to see the kids uh, just jump in with open arms and I, as we were going through and just picking up random trash along the streets and the sidewalks and I equated what we had read in devotion time to what we were doing uh, by cleaning up the trash so the idea here is um, what Jesus did, uh, washing the feet of his disciples, was probably considered one of the lowest um, jobs or responsibilities that existed 
in his time. And then modern day, um, cleaning up trash is kind of the equivalent. So uh, it was really cool to just see and have that opportunity to actually go out and sort of do a modern day version of what Jesus did in scripture. So um, cleaning up that trash was just an amazing experience to feel closer to Jesus and kind of feel, um, put ourselves in his shoes and show that humility that he had showed to his disciples. On our second day of service, we considered how God gives us each passions to follow and causes that we care about. We considered how true passions lead to action. If we are passionate about a cause or activity, the logical response is to take action and get involved. When Jesus was asked to name the greatest commandment, he answered in Mark 12, 30 to 31, and you must love the Lord your God with all your heart, all your soul, all your mind, and all of your strength. The second command is equally important. Love your neighbor as yourself. No other commandment is greater than these. The greatest commandments involve loving deeply, being passionate in following God and helping others. We know that kind of love involves action and sacrifice. It means we put God's purpose above our own, even when that means sacrificing our time or money to the service of others. For me, I connect my passion to music to serving God and others by playing in the praise team here at church. It took me quite a while to fully connect the music I was playing to God, but when I did, it completely changed the way I um, feel about the music. After I stopped worrying about the opinions of others, I began to let God completely fill my soul with his peace and joy. Let's hear from a few other students about how they connect their passions with service. I am a very relational person. And this uh, week away on the mission trip uh, confirmed how much of a relational person I am. I got more joy out of um, loving on our youth than I did <laughs> serving um, the people we were serving. And so like it just confirmed my passion of, um, of just loving on people and talking to people. And I'm I'm really, it really convicted me to, in my job going forward, I'm a teacher, I teach high school, ninth grade. They need a lot of love, and I knew that, but I'm going to be much more intentional going forward um, this school year on getting to know them that much more and digging a little deeper in their life because that is my passion, being, being relational and really um, getting to their core and loving on them. And so this week uh, really just opened my eyes to how much love uh, teenagers need and uh, how capable I am of giving that to them. After high school, I'm hoping to go to college and study psychology. And so um, this week, really, God directed me and showed me a lot of my passions about who I'm passionate for and who I want to help. And so I think that um, as I'm getting closer to my next steps in life and where I do want to go to college, what I want to study, that my passions will direct me pretty clearly into the future that he has for me. So for me during the trip, the number one thing that stuck out to me was when he was talking about passion because I kind of thought about what I wanted to do in life with like my career and everything and I'm really big in like the firefighter and EMT services right now in Middletown. So it kind of made me think of like where I wanted to be, where God was leading me. And I know that he's leading me to um, help and serve for people but I'm just not sure where yet. So I'm hoping and praying that he will let me know and uh, 
allow me to go where I wanted to be. Our third day, we considered the many possibilities God has for us and our lives. We read the parable found in Matthew chapter 25, verses 14 through 30, which depicts three servants being instructed by their master and given gold and told to uh, put that to use while he's going away uh, traveling. The first servant received five bags, the second two, and the third received one. And while the first two spent that gold and invested it so that they could get some back, the, the third was really afraid and he buried it away and did nothing with it. When their master came back, he was quite rightful, rightfully pretty angry. I mean, the other two had something to show. They had made returns on their investment. While the third, he still had the gold, but he hadn't done anything with it. And he literally buried the potential he was given, and as a result, nothing came of it. The parable even closes with some pretty impactful words in verse 29, which says, to those who use well what they are given, even more will be given, and they will have an abundance. But from those who are unfaithful, even what little they have will be taken away. And, and that can seem pretty harsh, but you, you kind of have to look at it from God's perspective. God gives us these gifts, these bags of gold, these talents, these abilities, you have it. And if he's seeing these gifts that he has created for you, and you're too busy being afraid or wasting opportunities or having mixed up priorities, that would be pretty frustrating. Let's consider the first part for a moment. Jesus is telling us that when we use well the possibilities God gives us, when we are faithful, then even more possibilities will open up. The devotional that we had over the week puts it this way. New doors often appear when we say yes to the possibilities God puts in front of us. Are we saying yes each day to the possibilities, big and small, to know God better and serve others in love? Or are we burying our potential in fear and distractions? God has a plan for each and every one of us. He has handcrafted us with unique talents, abilities, and gifts. And the purpose of that is that we may use these unique talents, abilities, and gifts to further bring him glory. And I'll be honest, as a Christian, one of the hardest challenges I've faced was either not knowing what possibilities God had in store for me, or a little more embarrassing, not listening. <laughs> Both environments can be severely inhibiting to living a fulfilling life, uh, and both have solutions that, while seem easy in practice, really require a lot of humility in execution. There have been many times where I'm not really sure what God had in store for me, which can be quite frustrating. Sometimes I wish, as I'm sure many of you wish, that things would be just a little bit clearer. Uh, sometimes you look through the Bible and said, man, I wish I was there. I mean, Mary had an angel come and visit her. Jacob wrestled with God. Moses was given a talking, burning shrubbery. Knee. <laughs> but the more I look back on these moments when it seems like I don't know what God has in store for me, the more I realize 
it wasn't God being silent. It was me just not willing to listen what he had to say. Uh, furthermore, one of the most important things I was able to learn through this week, especially, was that these instructions God gives us only get clearer the more we're willing to open up to them. And this definitely is a practice best aided by prayer, reading the Bible, and Christian fellowship, but that doesn't always mean it's easy. And that's because in many circumstances, it requires really giving up your own life. You have to submit yourself to what God wants, not really what you want. However, in my experience, the more obedient I have been to these new possibilities, whether it's being encouraged to be more active in the church, being encouraged to be more charitable, being encouraged to start a small group at the school, or being encouraged to drive in a car for a few hours to go to Steubenville, Ohio, and spread the love of Jesus Christ, I find that my life really does become more fulfilling. And uh, in inverse, when I'm not doing those things, when I'm saying I want to do it my way, I find life gets really, really rough real fast. These experiences, when I do listen to these new possibilities, I find lead me to new friends, new opportunities to grow my faith, and for that I am truly grateful. Let's hear from a few other students and the possibilities they're considering. So I guess during this week, uh, God, uh, put it really on my heart to uh, look at possibilities of using my talents uh, back home in different areas for his kingdom and uh, I already serve at church but I was challenged to look at other areas where I could use the talents he's given me. Uh, one of those possibilities is uh, helping out with the youth again and uh, in different capacities. I feel like I would respond to new possibilities is with open arms because personally I'm still working my way up to putting my trust in God so I feel like right now I'm still a little shaky but I feel like if I can work my way up to open arms to him then I can accept what he has prepared for me because I know I can trust him. I had a lot of possibilities in my lifetime but this recent one was the mission trip actually. Uh, I was a last, last minute like, addition. Uh, they was never expecting me to come on this trip, and then it was an open position. I just I dove for it because I felt like God was calling me towards it. And throughout this possibility, it was it was actually <laughs> perfect for me to to attempt and try. And um, it's, it was like it was really successful. So I'm most definitely be coming back next year, and I mean, that's my only possibility. You dig? On our final day, we considered our pursuits. We were invited to go beyond knowing about God to actually following God, to go beyond hearing about people in need to actually helping the people in need, to go beyond understanding that prayer and Bible reading draws closer in a relationship with God, and to fully engage in regular prayer and scripture, to pursue God and the path he has for us. Our devotional message reminded us that chasing after one thing often means you have to give up pursuing other things. Sometimes following God means giving up pursuing things that keep us away from God. For me, I've made pursuing God a priority in my life by doing a lot of what Zach just explained, um, really submitting to everything he has in store for me and putting his, um, my relationship with him before everything else. 
And this is something that I've been working on for a long time in my life, and I'm still not perfect at it, obviously. But um, the more I was able to give up to God, the more I was, um, the more I saw, I felt his joy and peace throughout my life. And um, yeah, let's hear from students one last time as they consider fully pursuing God. I can make pursuing God and serving others a priority while I'm at home by sharing God's love with everyone and not being afraid to talk about him no matter like who I'm talking to or who I'm around and just surrounding me with people that aren't going to like judge me for who I am and for loving God. And um, I can serve others by just if I see someone in need, I can help them and just tell them that God loves them and just pray for everyone no matter whether I know what they're going through or not. I plan on pursuing God by deepening my relationship with Him. To me, this means learning more about Him through devotions, reading the Bible, asking for advice from Him, talking to Him, and giving Him control of my life. I plan on continuing to serve in the garage and doing different service projects to see where my passions are. We shared at the beginning of the message that our scripture for the week was Philippians chapter 1, verse 6. And I am sure that God, who began the good work within you, will continue his work until it is finally finished on that day when Christ Jesus comes back again. Just a few verses later, Paul shares his prayer for the Philippians in verses 9 to 10. I pray that your love for each other will overflow more and more, and that you will keep on growing in your knowledge and understanding. For I want you to understand what really matters, so that you may live pure and blameless lives until Christ returns. This is what a life of mission for others is all about, overflowing with love for others and recognizing what really matters. That was Paul's prayer for the Philippians, and it was Bonnie's prayer for our group each morning. Mission trips are amazing experiences of focused service and fellowship but they are also only a small part of the life of service God is calling us to each day. We are all called in our own lives each day to live out God's mission of love and service. So we close today by asking you, what mission are you on? Will you allow Jesus to adjust your perspectives, renew your passions, open up new possibilities, and prioritize your pursuits, even if it means a sacrifice? Let's all commit this morning to live our lives on a mission with God. Would you please close with me in prayer? Dear God, we thank you today for, um, for the day and for the message you've given us, youth. Um, we pray that you continue to work in us and show us our, give us our possibilities and show us our passions and help us use those to fully pursue following you in our everyday lives. And... Um, uh, we just thank you for everything you've done for us in our lives, and um, we pray that we all just get to know you better. And in your name we said, amen. amen. Let's give them a hand. Thank you. Thank you for sharing this morning, for being vulnerable and um, showing how God has worked through you. And I encourage you, as we go forward, to allow God to do a great work in you as you pursue after him and go make disciples in Middletown and beyond. Thank you for joining us for our podcast. For more information about Connection Community Church in Middletown, Delaware, please visit our website at justshowup.church. 
You can also call our church offices at 302-378-7692. Connection Community Church, connecting people with Jesus and the life he offers.